Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Dr. Manon Bolliger, also known as Dr. M. Dr. M is a naturopathic medical doctor and has been for 30 years, and she focuses on reconnecting people to their body, overcoming internal conflict, and taking ownership of their choices in health. She is a best-selling author of What Patients Don't Say If Doctors Don't Ask, and A Healer in Every Household, Simple Solutions for Stress. As the founder and CEO of Bowen College, she has trained over 2,500 healthcare practitioners in her methodology, has spoken on international stages like JT Fox's Money, Health, and Business, has an upcoming TEDx talk in January in Las Vegas, and is host of the Healers Cafe podcast and appeared on ABC, CTV, and NBC. And I've had the pleasure of meeting Dr. M at the New Media Summit. And I am so delighted to have you here today. Dr. M, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me here. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that really impressed me about you, Dr. M, when you pitched at New Media Summit was that you have uh, founded a college, which is really, you know, quite an accomplishment. But you are also a trendsetter and a trailblazer in I'm not going to call it alternative health. I think it's actually health preservation, right? <laughs> I don't know why they put that word alternative in front of I it. Know. Yeah. So I, I think you're a pioneer in health preservation. So it's such a pleasure to have you here. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I, I like that you caught that because it drives me crazy. It's not an alternative. It is an alternative to drug management. Yeah. You know, for sure, but not for health. There's so many ways of helping people stay healthy, but that's the focus, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the, the healthcare industry right now is just, I mean, health in general is obviously a big topic for a lot of people because of the pandemic. But even before the pandemic, I think there were lots of cracks in the system that were showing up. There are so many stories of so many people who have been failed by the drug management system. I love the way that you phrase that because uh, it really is a drug management system as opposed to a health enhancement system. (laughs) So I would love to hear a little bit about your kind of background, Dr. M. Like what inspired you? How did you get on the path of becoming a naturopathic medical doctor and founding a college? Well, it actually, interestingly, I, I started with law school. So I actually got my bachelor's in law and um, I was thinking, well, I wanted justice. And I quickly realized that 
it's not that simple. Most things in, it's not about justice necessarily, that may be how it all started, but it's really more a game playing of little regulations and ways of one up on the other. And then there's a whole financial system. And I was like, oh, this is so disappointing. So I thought, okay, I'll apply to uh, medical school. And I got into medical school and into naturopathic medical school. And I, I chose the latter because I also started realizing that I wanted real solutions to help people stay healthy. And I felt that if we focus on our health, then we're, we're really taking charge of ourselves. We're actually able to participate better in society and make more educated choices because everything you, you eat and everything you think and everything that is your environment, whether it's external or internal, how you react, informs how you are in this world. And I, I felt that we are more likely to care about our health than anything else, which actually, interestingly, the pandemic has shown. <laughs> People are caring about their health, but they're, they're in panic, they're in fear, they're in fear of all aspects of this pandemic, right? They're, they're afraid of this virus. They're also afraid of the <laughs> their businesses closing, their livelihoods, the, the fear that they're going to um, not have food. And this is so true for so many people. So, and then, and there's fear also of the vaccine because it's, I mean, they've been working on a vaccine for 30 years, right? And um, now suddenly there's one potentially ready, but it's brand new, right? It's not, it's never worked so far, this particular vaccine. And I'm not a, you know, everything's, everyone's labeled one thing or another these days. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not saying no to, to all vaccines, but I'm saying yes to making sure that as a, as a doctor, that you can hold the informed consent as part of our obligation mm -hmm. is to inform people of the risk and the fact that there's not even been animal trials. I mean, the only trials they had, I think it was on ferrets and they all pretty well died because of a cytokine storm reaction, right? So. For me, it's like, how can I in good faith stand for something that I feel is still in its early infancy mm. as far as development? And you could say, well, we the, we, the people have asked for this because we're in fear, mm. right? Yeah. And you could say, so it's not like us and them. It's like, well, wait a minute here. Are we responsible for partially contributing and creating this reality that we're part of at this very moment. Mm -hmm. I hear yeah. that, Dr. M. All right. So I want to ask you to go a little bit deeper here. Did you have any kind of health issue yourself or did you have somebody in your family that was in the, you know, a naturopathic medical doctor or, you know, what inspired you to take the path from law school into health? Was there a crisis? Yeah. Did you lose no, somebody? No, and, and it's funny because <laughs> on my podcast, I interview and people exactly. And that's the question I ask them. And the majority of people that the case. Uh, for me, it actually wasn't. It was the idea of empowering people. I had this idea that this would be the most easy and beneficial way of empowering people. Now, 
there's always a level of complication in this. So as it turns out, I had a, an experience in my body when I was a young child. In fact, it's a memory that I don't remember. And there was a, a therapy when you had foot pronation. So when the feet are inwards and, you know, my mom doing the very best she thought, used the instrumentation of the time, which was these two white shoes that I had to put my feet in, uh, separated by this metal bar. And I had to wear this all night long. And the, the idea behind this is force the, the feet apart. Don't worry about the knees. Don't worry about the hips, right? Don't worry about the screaming, frustrated two-year-old that's in the crib looking up going, you know, I can't move, I can't turn, right? That wasn't part of the discussion then, right? It was also during Spock's time, let your kids cry. And again, you can't blame your parents. I mean, they do the best they can. They find the best therapy. It turned out my, my feet did turn. But what happened is that I've always had this weird thing with my knees. And I went to a workshop and I discovered it was actually through a touch therapy workshop. I had this flashback, which is how I ended up remembering this story. I was literally bawling my eyes out in this class. And the flashback came and then I phoned my mom and I said, hey, you know, do I like, <laughs> did this happen? Do you have these shoes? And she goes, oh yeah, I, I have them for you. And it's like, oh my goodness. And that, that, and it was, sure, it was traumatic, but we assign meaning to what happens. So I didn't see it as trauma. For me, it was the entrance into, it completely redefined my entire medical career. It actually allowed me to understand that we hold memories in our bodies, and so for me, that became a huge motivator to dig deeper in touch because though it was a mechanical type uh, therapy I was receiving, I ended up working and specializing really in trauma specifically mm. and all kinds of traumas. And I realized that our body holds this information. And in fact, the way we perceive stress even the way we perceive pain, all of that is, it's not from the outside, it's from the inside. We're physiologically set a certain way based on very initial patterning, mm. our very initial first responses. Mm. Beautiful. And now we know, yeah, with like, with all the research in, in the brain is that we, we tend to repeat those patterns unless they're broken. Exactly. So, that leads me to the question about your methodology that you teach in your college. Did you then, from from having the touch experience, obviously it, it opened up some things for you, did you then immediately create your own methodology or did you acquire a lot of, <clears throat> like a lot of people that I know that are in the healing field, you know, they have that breakthrough moment like you're describing and then they go from that healing modality to maybe another one and another one and another one and then, uh, accumulate a variety of tools in their toolbox. So is it was that your path or did you suddenly synthesize your own method of healing, you know, kind of spontaneously? Okay, no, so, well, I would say that my, my mentor in this, and it's actually Bowen First Therapy is the therapy I, I practice, mm -hmm. 
I called it Bowen. I used his name because he was the one who who started this in mm -hmm. Australia. But at the time, it was a mechanical therapy. And um, of course, I thought, oh, great. Well, I can now help people with frozen shoulder and all these things. And I thought it was exciting. And of course, as life always guides you, I ended up in Nova Scotia and I was dealing with, with trauma, with incest, with all kinds of you know difficult relationships that people were in. And sometimes they had pain and sometimes they didn't. Sometimes it didn't physicalize, but they still had pain, emotional pain. So I, I thought, well, I'm going to use touch also not just talk therapy, not just revisiting, not just releasing, <laughs> like, let's, let's see what the body can do. From that, I just uh, added with then my knowledge of Chinese medicine, the knowledge as a naturopath, I, I started adding all of these things. And then I had a further breakthrough, right? Again, you know, to me, my diseases, <laughs> what I've attracted, I had stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. While I was a naturopathic doctor, I had, so I had already, you know, learned to eat well, to exercise, to move, to all of these things, right? And I, I, I knew what to do. And I was doing it. And I, I had neglected my own relationship to myself. Mm -hmm. And my, therefore, the relationship I was having with another person, which uh, turned out to be very difficult for me. I did not know how to to handle it whatsoever. And um, I thought it was my role to to help and, you know, make it better and <laughs> not take it too personally until I realized that I was not living the life that I deserved. And so from this whole process, I, I created a whole other insight into healing, mm -hmm. because I healed myself naturally. I'm stage four cancer. Yes. In oh, about six months. That's amazing. It's, so yeah. we are going to have to take a short break. We'll take a break on she healed herself from stage four cancer in six months. <laughs> we'll celebrate that. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to let everyone know where they can find out more about you, Dr. Amma, and uh, access the powerful information that I'm sure that you have available for our listeners. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we would love to ask for help. Asking for help is an important muscle for Wickedly Smart Women to exercise. So if you are enjoying today's show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. Uh, we'd also like to ask you to share with all of your lovely lady friends that you think might benefit from our content. I do want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. Uh, we are also, in the year ahead, going to be building out the Facebook community for the Wickedly Smart Women uh, listeners and guests. And we will be having a store as well where you can get fun things like t-shirts and coffee mugs and so forth. So we'll be letting you know more about that as that begins to unfold and roll out. And right now, I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Vancouver, Canada, which is where Dr. M is from. And we will be right back. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? 
Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Dr. M. You can find out more about her and what she has to offer at simplesolutionsforstress.com. Simplesolutionsforstress.com. I assume, Dr. M, that that connects people also to the uh, access to be able to get your book, A Healer in Every Household, Simple Solutions for Stress. Yes? With an email, yes. Terrific, terrific. Yeah, what it actually is, is is a masterclass that really explains in much more depth, all of which I'm going to just touch on. <laughs> yes, we're only going to have a few moments to touch on everything. But as you know, Wickedly Smart Women, all of our women guests are a wealth of wisdom. So we, we feed you the water droplet and it's up to you to go back to the well and get a bucket full. So Dr. M, let's talk about stress. Let's talk about, I mean, obviously, before we went to the break, you were a naturopathic doctor who ended up with stage four cancer. You know, one of the people that you would least expect to end up with stage four cancer, who then was able to heal yourself naturally within six months. So that that alone is a powerful story that we could dig into. But I really want to make sure that you know, you are communicating what you want our listeners to hear, whether it's about that story or whether it's about your simple solutions for stress. So what mm. direction would you like to go? Well, I'm thinking that I want to share the piece that is that I find most people are missing. Mm-hmm. And it's the understanding of what's called fascia. Mm-hmm. And I'll just spell that. It's F-A-S-C-I-A. And I, I joke about it. I say it's er- our internal intelligence service, (laughs) which I think is a good way to look at it. And just to to really understand how that alone, which is literally under our skin, which is why touch is so important, but it's also specific touch. And um, going first, I I call it reboot uh, in the simple version, because that's all we need to do to get our to uncross those wires because often we have our wires crossed because of the way we're built and what happens and it's easy to to uncross them and release our stress and people often think okay breathe that helps a lot meditation there's lots of lots lots of practices but touch itself is a practice. <laughs> and whether you want to hug yourself, and now I sound a bit woo-woo, the, the methodology I teach is not it, not quite that. But if, if you do nothing else, pay attention to our internal sensations. The fact that we can actually feel what goes on inside is because of our fascia. And I just want to understand, so people understand what happens when we have a toxic load, whether it's an emotional toxic load, a physical toxic load, it doesn't matter. The, this whole ground substance, this whole fascia 
that is underneath us. And fascia is like, think of it like a saran wrap around our organs and, and our bones and all our cells. And it actually has 35 to 75 trillion cells inside it, right? And this is the communication network that connects us from head to toe. And so it's so important that it's fluid and free. And if we have these um, toxic relationships or things that we shouldn't eat or that we can't at this moment, it causes a, a load and it disrupts this fascia, which is how we start to feel tightness, pain, inflammation, all of these things. So we, we think, oh, we've got pain. It comes from something we did. It may also come from the fact that our fascia is so restricted. And so it becomes, to me, it's very important that we, we understand that the body is smarter than we think, <laughs> that inside we have the very best internal pharmacy. And if we reboot it, literally reboot it, it knows how to take care of us. Mm -hmm. And I, and I actually came up with the word reboot your body, which I trademarked. 20 years ago. Now everyone's using it. I don't care. <laughs> but, but it's, um, my son was saying to me when I had problems with my computer and it, like Word was doing one thing and PowerPoint was doing another. And then it's like everything's spinning in front of me. And I would say, I don't know what's wrong with my computer. I just can't handle it. And he would say, Mom, did you turn it off and reboot? Mm. And that's what we need to do to our nervous system. We need a way to calm our entire nervous system, all of it. Mm -hmm. And that's through our body and through simple, basic, orchestrated touch. It's not any old touch. You can actually achieve that. And Beautiful. when you're out of fight and flight, then true healing happens, right? I love what you said, orchestrated touch. So um, we only have a few minutes left, so I want to make sure that we get a couple more pieces in here, Dr. M, you know, clearly what I'm hearing there and what I was seeing as you were describing the fascia, what I'm hearing and seeing is that the body has this, which, you know, we know if we're, if we're thinking holistically that everything's connected, everything's connected. And what I'm hearing is with this orchestrated touch that you've designed and that you are delivering to, uh, to practitioners in your college, it is a way to inform the body so that the body itself can begin to self-regenerate or self-heal. So I think that's Correct. what I'm hearing. So I do want to tie this into you being a business person as well and being like a, a, a leader in your role as the founder of this college and CEO. And so I find it interesting that you trademarked Reboot Your Body and you're not fighting, the, <laughs> you're not fighting that, that use that's happening out there from a business perspective that I have a curiosity about that, but it feels like that's a distraction. So I want to ask you specifically about the stress that can occur for a wickedly smart woman who might found her own college or start her own business. Mm. And, you know, where does that show up in the fascia? Does the fascia have like certain places where emotional stress shows up or relationship stress shows up or, or is it kind of random in terms of, 
you know, different people have different experiences that cause like everything is unique. I'm guessing everything's unique. It is. And, and the thing is that, you know, we all experience our stressors in our body in completely different parts of the body. So now we have Zoom butts, right? Because <laughs> we're sitting on Zoom all the time. Yeah. So there's more low back pain, for example, mm -hmm. right? But there is also areas of the body like fear, for example, from a Chinese perspective, is felt in the kidneys. So that's another possibility. So when people say I have low back pain, it's really important to understand the context of their pain. Mm -hmm. What's going on for them? Because we live pain differently. We live, we have beliefs about it. We have behaviors about it. We have misconceptions about mm -hmm. how pain is and you know, and, and also we, another thing, we're in a society that believes our diagnosis, mm. right? And so, for example, I'll just give you a small example. I can't tell how much time we have, but 90, 90%, okay, of people have something called disc degeneration. Mm. But if you have pain and then you get a scan, you basically have a visual map of your spine degenerating in your mind's eye. Mm. As an amateur, you're saying, oh, I'm, I've got a crumbling spine. So now you start changing your behavior. You, you don't dare to move. You don't dare to bend. So it actually affects the way you choose to live your life. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that we shift into the unbelievable, amazing, beautiful uh, aspects of our body and how incredible we've been built. And mm -hmm and focus on everything that um, supports us and nourishes us and is loving to ourselves, you know? So I think that's the shift that has to happen. And that's why I think, you know, focusing on fear is really problematic. Mm. I hear that. Well, I am really grateful for the time that you've spent with us today, Dr. M. It sounds so powerful what you are bringing to the world. And I feel like you have so much to offer to our listeners, uh, no matter where they are on their journey. What I especially liked about that last piece is it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You show somebody a picture and tell them something, and then it turns out to become self-fulfilling. And what I'm hearing you say is, let's remember that that's just a picture of a moment in time and that we have the power, the miraculous power within us to change any of the pictures as long as we give ourselves and our body what it needs to be able to manifest radiant health. So beautiful. All right. Well, we are at the end. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you think of this show by calling into our listener line at 540-402-0043, extension 4343. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. 
We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.